Hi, everybody. This is Ellie Sheva of Happy People, Happy Planet. And I'm here with Casey Brown today. Casey Brown of Thrive with Casey and Ellie Sheva Herrera of Happy People, Happy Planet. We are change agents discussing what it takes to be a happy person. And today's topic is about spontaneity and how it relates to living from the heart and how it can enrich and bring more value to your life. So I am Ellie Sheva of Happy People, Happy Planet, and I use a multi-sensory approach to empower healthy, productive living, joyful living, and freedom. So I offer my heart wisdom and tools for a joyful life with lectures, performances, coaching, and other creative endeavors. So you can reach me at happypeoplehappyplanet.com, and I have all kinds of tools for you. Uh, one of them is a an app called Be Down Now, Eating Drumming, which is the first life-empowering app to use drumming to facilitate change. So are you ready to talk about spontaneity and change? Mr. Are you ready to talk more about you, Ellie? Spontaneity. I just want to also mention, everybody, I've seen Ellie bring grown men to tears, bring people back from depression, bring entire transformations to the mind. And so I'm really honored to be joining one of the leading thought form uh, gurus, so to speak, for uh, the heart-based living movement. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Ellie. Thank you so much, Casey Brown. And I just wanted to say a little bit about him. Casey Brown is this awesome world-class fitness and health expert and a serial entrepreneur in the health and wellness industry. He really is a leader in his field. I've seen him do some amazing things. People who have had chronic pain for two years, gone in 10 minutes. He offers one-on-one -on -one or group coaching in addition to classes for other professionals looking to increase their expertise. Casey has ample experience working with professional and Olympic athletes, yet also offers care for the average individual looking to increase their health, sports performance, or recover rehab from small to complex issues such as multiple fractures or other long-term issues. Schedule or reach out at thecaseybrown.com. That's V-C-A-S-E-Y-B-R-O-W-N.com. All right. Here we go, buddy. So, spontaneity. What does that mean to you? What's that like for you? One of the primary forces for life. When you think about nature and existing in a state of very societally created norms. Spontaneity is what shakes up the mundane and the patterns. A lot of life becomes patterns, especially as our brains are wired to become pattern-recognizing systems. The ease for us to go into a pattern is one of the quick, surefire ways to kind of living on a subconscious level where you're not really there really acting and playing with it, but you're kind of going through the routines. Right, spontaneity is the magic that breaks all that up. Spontaneity wakes you up. That's the stuff that, you know, that's the wildfire in the forest or all the yeah. time that's the loud sound. or that's the thunder. That that's thunder in the I Ching that wakes you up. Yeah. Indubitably. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I always love how you have such unique ways of looking at it that brings in the biophysical yeah. The most important concepts with that, too, is that it's really the place of the now. Spontaneity is where we can't really be 
in our patterns, our past, or in our head. It's in the very present and engaging. So it's the type of thing that a lot of a lot of life can be enriched with that spontaneity mm-hmm. in terms of both artistic expressions, but also in terms of our day-to-day tasks and overall well-being, where, you know, the moment somebody smiles at you randomly on the street wakes up that part of the brain that was previously going through the to-do list. Mm-hmm. Spontaneity has a magic, unlike anything else, where it's where we start to feel at times where as a human we're really living because we're in that moment writing the experience and really authoring our creation versus existing in our patterns or maybe any of our uh per you know habits per se. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um I love those spontaneous moments and sometimes in the moment when I'm being spontaneous it's like, okay, did I choose the right thing? And it's so nice to get confirmation that, hey, this was a good choice, or maybe if it wasn't the greatest choice, then maybe the next choice is going to be better, because life is just a series of choices, after all. But, like, I had this really spontaneous moment today. I was uh, singing at a Center for Spiritual Living, and I had rehearsed this week a new song, which was a great song, um, but it was a a little bit, uh, you know, it was different. It was new. It was brand new. And it was in, the, like, the top of the belting range. And uh, so I had to do a lot of work on it. And, um, you know, I'm not a morning person. So I thought, well, you know, I could get there and not want to do this song, you know. So, um, you know, I got there and I had a pianist. Um, and <laughs> so we rehearsed the song. And he thought it sounded great. And I'm like, okay, maybe it sounds great, but something feels like, something feels off, you know. There's something better. I could, it could, there's a better choice. And so then I had a backup song, and the backup song was, Don't worry about a thing, because every little thing is going to be all right. So at the very last minute, while people were coming in, I said, Okay, let's do that song instead. And he's like, But this song sounds great. You sound really good. Yeah, yeah I'm not feeling it. You know, I'm not feeling it. And so then, as soon as I sang that song, a friend of mine came up and said, I've been singing that song to myself all day. And I was just going to tell the music director that we should do that song. And afterwards, another person came up and said, I've been singing that song all week long. This is great. (laughs) So I was really picking up on the energy of the moment. I was being spontaneous. And at first I thought, oh, I'm not being um I'm not being brave enough to sing this new song, but no, it wasn't that. I had rehearsed it, it sounded good, even a professional said it sounded good. It just didn't feel right. It felt like there must be a better option. And there was. So anyway, that was my spontaneous moment for the day, and I'm glad that I took it. Do you have any uh were there any times recently you've been spontaneous? A lot of spontaneity is that where it's allowing a reauthoring where there may be a pre-recorded set list, but when you get to the moment, it just doesn't fit for that moment. Mm-hmm. A lot of neurological patterns in terms of our own brain's processes are built around becoming more and more efficient. So your brain's effectively wired to problem solve 
and to identify problems. And often in those, there's patterns. So in those patterns, there's a faster and faster way of getting to the solution, effectively building a reward system for your own brain. As you get better at it, you feel better, you're able to complete the tasks more, et cetera, et cetera. And spontaneity is that fun space where it could go differently in a good way or a bad way. It <laughs> yeah. could go entirely differently than you had anticipated. A lot for us a musician, uh, spontaneity becomes being able to react to the ever-changing flow of the sounds and the consciousness created from them. Yeah. As an athlete, spontaneity is being aware of a change in the play that may not have been previously uh, mapped out and then being able to act on it. Often, you know, for us as individuals, the biggest thing about spontaneity is that feeling that we're really being alive when all of a sudden we're back into the authority of creating. So in your example, if I may bring up, one of the biggest pieces is, you know, you had authority, the free will to be in that spontaneity. I think the most tricky are spontaneous moments where we're not really in control where something happens. And those can be where we're really challenged or forced to grow. The example of, you know, in an easier scenario, you get a bad email, something happens, and then you have that moment where spontaneously you're confronted with pure consciousness. This is the moment. And how you then interact is also a form of spontaneity. Do we lose our cool? Do we hang tight? Do we double down and stick to our form? It's all those different things. And if you think about nature as a metaphor, it's do we dig to our roots? Do we go with the winds, et cetera, et cetera. Spontaneity recently, if I was in reflection of my own life, to bring up examples, is most definitely a component of the feeling joyful for me in the authoring of new free-flowing opportunities. You look at a schedule and you just see route, day-to-day, scheduled in, minute-by-minute, you're pretty much just living an itinerary. Spontaneity is a magical break from all that. Mm-hmm. I find that for some people who can't be spontaneous, it's because they don't feel safe. You know? They don't feel safe in their environment or they don't feel safe in their choices. They're not trusting themselves for the moment. You know? So how do we get to that feeling of safety when we're faced with something that is brand new so that we can respond and not react? What really, is, what really is safe, you know, when we look at it, we have our securities, whether they be personal, financial, you know, familial, uh, mm-hmm. domestic. It all mm-hmm. really depends on the individual. And when we go towards being in that spontaneity, it's a lot of authoring and creation from a place of the now, meaning, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have the opportunity to have a pre-programmed response or thought. Right. The personal confidence for a lot of people is a variable that comes up because if we're confident we can do something or not, generally it influences our ability to then proceed. However, it's something that in some way, shape, or form, all humans and creatures in nature 
are confronted with the spontaneity of shock. Things right. don't work out the way we had initially thought. Mm-hmm. The mental model is now differing. And in that, there is a lot of room for lack of safety or, you know, even worse. What do you typically, when you work with people and you help people with transformation processes, provide for stability and safety in that psychological way to help people transition through states of consciousness? Well, the way that I coach people through that is by going into the heart. Because going into the heart stops the fight-or-flight response, um, and it stops the mental chatter that you can really feel in the moment what is the best thing to do. But it takes discipline, and it takes time learning how to, to work through things and work through the heart, filling, filling yourself, getting in that still space and going into the heart and being able to listen. That takes time, that takes discipline, that takes intention. But I find that the more that people do it, the more they learn to trust themselves and their instincts and their responses. And the more that you go into the heart, the easier that life gets because you can access that still space within at any time then. And then that really gives you freedom being in that now moment and being able to trust yourself, being able to feel safe enough, feel confident enough in your choices that you know that you're going to respond in a great way, in the best way possible in that moment. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. What are some strategies you think that the average listener could use when confronted with uh, challenging spontaneity, you know, unfavorable situations to stay in the heart. Do you have any advisings for them? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it's one of those things that you have to um, kind of prepare for beforehand. Like when you're not faced with any adversity, when you're in a good space, then you practice going into the heart and feeling in that Just like your courses offer, right? That's where your courses are offering. Yes, yeah. But all y'all listeners, if you haven't gotten Ellie's download, go check out her website. Go get some of her latest content. She's offering Mm -hmm. stuff that could change your entire trajectory of life. So please continue. Thank you. Yeah, so it's it's all about preparing to be in that moment. You know, if... if, um, you know, it's, it can all, <laughs> everything can turn on a dime, as we know. Life brings us unexpected moments all the time. Yeah. And it, just so it, you know, just for the listeners, I had gotten so much out of Ellie's heart-based living guide that some of the skills and exercises she talks about in terms of preparing, developing your own connection with yourself so that once you're confronted with those moments and you can't have practice in that moment, you're already really prepared and have something that allows you to act from spontaneity, but also really from a grounded, comfortable, stable place with some of those securities. So really appreciate your guide and all that you've written on those. If I may ask a question further, (laughs) what would you recommend for people who are very comfortable with their spontaneity to take their heart-based living to a higher level? 
Um, that's a really good question. So if they're already very comfortable with their spontaneity, then um, they're probably not afraid of of changing course, of of veering in a different direction. So they're used to um, used to a life of transformation, a life of change, which is a pretty cool, empowered place to live from, you know. And so um, to take that deeper, how do you take that deeper? Well, you take the parts that you're already really good at in your life. Say you have that in spades when it comes to personal relationships, you know, and then you take that same success you have there and put it in another part of your life where maybe you're not as successful. Maybe that's your um, financial situation or maybe it's a romantic relationship or whatever you feel like you could be better at. You take that strength that you have there and you apply it somewhere else. And that's how you just keep expanding your life. How about you? What do you think? I think the only thing I would add with that is there's a lot of people who aren't really comfortable. So oftentimes when developing a skill and getting to a high level of proficiency, Mm -hmm. you can just get better by helping other people with it. So in, let's say, an event or scenario where – one is able to bring the entire group or, you know, team much more harmony, much more peace, and much more calm in that spontaneity. You know, that's a true leader. That's a lot of charisma. It takes a lot of skill. And these are easy scenarios. What if you go to a business meeting, there's a gap in between, you say something nice, you tell a joke, you put everybody at ease. What if you're going down the street, you run into somebody who's homeless, he's got a problem, maybe you don't have any money, you just say something nice and you get an opportunity for somebody to have a break from the patterns and route style, hi, how you doing, good, how you doing, bye. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity for that very much to stand for the ease of heart where everybody has their own stresses and is tense in their own ways, but often in that spontaneity gives opportunity for us to connect and bring that all to a better place when coming from good intentions. Absolutely. And um, what you said just triggered um, something that happened, also happened earlier today when I was singing for that same Center for Spiritual Living. You know, they're used to hearing just very straightforward messages of, of goodwill and peace and joy and things like that, you know. So the very first song I chose, was so different than what they're used to hearing. <laughs> and it was kind of funny. When I first came to town, I met with the minister, Reverend Ann Ray, of Everyday Center for Spiritual Living in Santa Fe. And, you know, I had been, I've been very familiar with this philosophy for many years. And so I just wanted to meet with her privately so that I knew somebody who was on the same wavelength, somebody um, that I could talk to, you know. And when I first met her, she said, nothing stands between me and my good. I was like, whoa, this is a powerful woman. Can you say that again? Sure. Nothing stands between me and my good. So she was just so powerful in that. Um, and I thought, well, what's a good, what's a good song to sing today? And I have different songs that I sing for to get me in different moods, you know? And so one song I like to sing for feeling empowered is not a song you normally hear in any church setting. <laughs> It's a vampy song. It's whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. And when I looked out in the audience, there was at first shock and then just sheer delight. 
and spontaneous e- eruption of laughter and clapping and just all kinds of good energy, you know. And that really set the stage. So that different level of excitement came up because they were kind of shocked. It To them, it was a spontaneous moment of acceptance and looking at this in a whole different way, you know. So that was kind of fun. Um yeah, I like to be, <laughs> I like to bring different energy to different situations and be playful, you know, that, that gets people out of their ruts. It gets people out of their same thinking, out of their same expectations. And it certainly did something for that congregation. You know what I'm saying? That's too cool to be able to express yourself in those ways. <laughs> And I was just all coming from the heart, and it's just interesting to see the responses. And that's one of the courses I'm working on right now, actually, singing from the heart. And I don't mean singing with emotion. I'm talking about really going into the heart and using it as a generator of love, you know, so that whatever comes out of me is going to affect the other person in a positive way. First of all, it affects me in a positive way because I get that feeling of love. And then it affects everybody else around me, which is really great, especially for empaths. I don't know if you know this, but I spent a long part of my life as an empath. And just being, um, you know, tuning into other people's energies and kind of like a a ball being batted around until I started living from the heart. And that became such an empowering process that it just kind of changed my life. So. Now I affect more than I'm affected by, and it's all. I think a lot of people live in the consciousness of an empath as being something that's like, oh, I have a low immune system. Anytime anybody's emotional around me, I get sick with their emotions. And it's actually more of just the skill and capacity to understand the other's emotional state. So I think (laughs) it's a very important thing you're mentioning about being able to express yourself very connected, empathetically, but from the heart, and not let it affect you negatively. I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. But when you're using that intention of love in the heart, when your heart is a generator of energy, then you're going to positively positively affect people around you so they don't affect you, you know? This is actually, I think, the biggest thing about spontaneity, which is it allows you to really see what's inside. You know, in a spontaneous moment, whatever comes out from you is what's kind of been brewing underneath. (laughs) So if you see somebody make eye contact, your first reaction is a smile. That's a very different thing than it is. It's the shrink, look away, hi. There's very different underlying emotional and kind of psychic mental states occupied that spontaneity really brings up. Because we can think we're something. Until we're actually encountered with our own reflection in a moment. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Very good. So how do you feel about being spontaneous? How does it work for you? How, is it to, how does it enrich your life personally? One of the magics of spontaneity is just being present. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be in your patterns when you're present. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was so great talking about spontaneity with you, Ellie. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. The Casey Brown is where you can reach Casey Brown. The CaseyBrown.com, that is. 
And he is a wonderful, wonderful, extraordinary coach. I really think of you as a coach. You know, you always know the right thing to say at the right time to uplift spirits, but you also have the know-how, that anatomical know-how to tell a person what to do with their body to get the best, best out of life, the best out of the body, the best joy, the greatest joy and happiness being in the present moment. So thank you. Nothing else really. When I look at the second day with the spontaneity, mm-hmm. there is so much more in the present moment when you're willing to be audaciously living from the now mm-hmm. and feel that vulnerable place that comes with having to really be here to see what's going on. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of power in that. There's a lot of power in that than when we're living in the predetermined consciousness of our patterns and route behaviors. Mm-hmm. The spontaneity is the magic. It's the magic of life. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's the magic of life. And when you can trust yourself to be spontaneous, then it just, life just gets better and better. You know, those little sparks of life, those sparks of joy. And sometimes they're just little sparks and sometimes they're big booms. But they're what make life delicious and juicy, right? So for our listeners, making sure to check out Ellie's courses and heart-based living content for skills and tutorials on how to do what we're talking about to maintain a high level of personal efficacy and joy throughout life. Thanks so much for doing what you do, Ellie. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. and Thanks so much for joining me today on our podcast. And until next time. Be well, be happy. Be happy, be now. (laughs) Bye.